And now let me welcome on to the show, soon to be Duke head coach, John Shire. And John, before we get started, I just want to say congratulations because you are doing this interview with me and not with Jeff Goodman. I know that's going to make your Monday morning that much better. So congrats, sir. How you doing? Everything good? It is. Yeah, it's, 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 it's going great that I'm doing this with you. I'll tell you that much. So all good on my end. Thanks for having me. So before we get started into previewing this, this actual team, I just want to know when you found out, when you got the word that you are going to be the guy that is going to replace Coach K, is your first reaction, are you like, yes, head coaching job? Or are you like, oh, no, now I'm the guy that replaces the guy? Well, it's funny. I always, you know, was, uh, you know, I mean, years ago, I was always saying, you know, good luck to whoever has to replace coach, you know, good luck to that guy. And uh, of course, of course, it was me. But no, it was uh, when I got the call, it was one of the few times I was speechless. You know, I didn't. I didn't know how to even feel. I mean, I was, uh, Nina called me and, uh, our athletic director. And, uh, I, I tell her to, to this day, she gave me the best call I've ever received in my life. So I was speechless and complete all excitement and, uh, I didn't know what else to do, but to go run and tell my wife. And she didn't know what the heck I was talking about, but was excited. I told her, we got it. She said, we got what <laughs> we got what? <laughs> so it was a special moment for sure. Well, that's awesome. And I am happy for you. It's, it's nice to see good things happen to good people. So hopefully uh, you end up doing a good job and, and people aren't breathing down your neck about how come you're not the uh, as good as the greatest coach to ever do it. So good luck with that. Good luck with that pressure. All right, let's talk about this year's team. Uh, the big name that we got to talk about first is probably Paolo Biancaro. I, I think this kid has a chance to be special. Um, I, I don't know how many people that are 6'10", 250 that can kind of handle the rock the way that he does and make step backs the way that he does. I, I have a feeling you're going to have a lot of fun coaching that kid this season. Yeah, Paulo is one of a kind. You know, he's, uh, you know, you can talk about his talent or his skill set, but I start with how coachable he is and just his character. You know, I mean, he's uh, an incredible teammate. Sorry about that. He's an incredible <laughs> teammate. It's not about him. And there's Paulo right now, actually. Calling. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but uh, no, he's, he's a big time guy. I started there, Rob. And then, you know, as you get into his game, uh, you know, he can really do everything on the court. You know, he can, he's going to be handling and bringing the ball up. He can initiate offense for us. He's a heck of a passer. Uh, and he's a guy that's hard to keep out of the paint. You know, he's got, you know, a great handle for his size, like you mentioned. And then his body, it allows him to finish through contact inside, whether fours or fives are guarding him. So uh, we plan to use him all over the court. And, you know, we feel he should be a mismatch and really the best player on the court, no matter who we're playing. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know if you guys have planned on doing this. I, I hope that it ends up happening, but putting him in ball screens with Mark Williams and just putting shooters around him, I think is something that would be, uh, I don't know how you stop that. When you have a guy that's his size that can handle the ball that way that he does. And as good as Mark is, I think he's going to end up being. So uh, with him, with Mark down the stretch of last season, it felt like he really took a step forward, right? Is that just a result of, taking a while to get acclimated to college in the middle of a pandemic? Was that just taking some time to figure out what he's doing the way any freshman would? What was his growth at the end of last year a result of? And what are you expecting this season out of him? Yeah, well, we feel that, you know, there's no better big guy in the country than Mark Williams. You know, what he did at the end of the year uh, was dominant. Like, we really haven't had many guys that have done that. Uh, when you think about his rebounding, his finishing above the rim – and just his presence on the court, you know, he's a guy at 7-1 that can run the floor. Uh, and, you know, we want to get up and down and play fast. But he's also a guy uh, that you have to always know where he's at on the floor. So you talk about our shooting, but another aspect to our offense is just the, the, the lob threat that Mark always presents. You know, when he's 
ball screening and run into the rim. And uh, when he's behind the defense, he's he makes it tough. He makes it tough on you and for, for opposing fives. So I uh, really love to see the development. I'll tell you, I give him a lot of credit. I, I think a lot of guys, when they hit a little bit of a wall or they have a game or a setback, uh, you know, they can put their heads down. And with Mark, you know, he went through a year of some ups and downs, but he kept working. He stayed at it. Uh, and again, what he did at the end of the season is translated this summer. And I think we'll see him pick up where he left off. So I, I do think that one of the most important players on your roster this year is going to end up being Jeremy Roach, right? I, I think in the college game, you got to have a great point guard to really be a great team. Um, and I think he, he showed flashes last year. But again, you know, when you're a freshman, you don't get a normal college experience in, in a season. It's tough to really kind of play that role that you need to be able to play as a point guard. So what have you seen out of him? Are you expecting big things out of him as a sophomore? And, you know, when you got a guy that can play make like Paolo can, that, that takes a little bit of the load off of a, a point guard, right? Yeah, well, actually, we have, you know, we'll have on the floor at times where we have four four players who can bring the ball up and initiate offense. And, you know, I think that's what you see a lot in the NBA in today's day, day and age. And, you know, we will have that. So when Jeremy, you know, he's our point guard, but he's also a guy that can do other things. He's versatile in his own right. And so, uh, you know, Paulo with his playmaking, Wendell, Trevor, you know, we have guys that can create. And so, uh, you know, again, as you think about last year, we all went through our ups and downs. You know, I mean, I did as, as a coach and there are growing pains that I went through that Coach K went through. Uh, and so we're in this together. And I think the there's no simulation, Rob, for the uh, the hunger and the edge a year like last year can give you. You kind of have to go through it to feel feel a certain way. And so the approach that Jeremy has had every single day with how he works, uh, his approach to practice and his will to win has been pretty obvious to us. And so I think he's poised for another, you know, big time jump in his development this year. Uh, and we need him to be really good. I mean, we've, you know, we believe in him. And uh, I think this is going to be, you know, a big time year for him. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, you have uh, sophomores on your team that have never played in front of Cameron crazies that weren't cardboard cutouts, right? right. Like that's that's right. half of the reason you go to Duke is to go experience and, and play in that environment. So um, hopefully they'll get a chance uh, all year and it's going to be a, a normal season. All right, A.J. Griffin, what can you tell us about his knee? Um, how, how long do you think he's going to be out? And, and what kind of in the impact do you think that injury is going to have on it? Well, A.J. is progressing well ahead of schedule you know he's been uh attacking his rehab every single day can't say yet when he's going to be back but i can tell you that he's moving and, and looking really good and uh you know aj is an important part to our team he's a guy similar to what i was saying with paulo aj really i mean he can play with a lot of different players because of his versatility and uh so getting him back is kind of like getting two or three players back in a way so we're anxious to get him back in the fold uh, this is not anything that's going to impact him long term. Uh, he's, you know, we're uh, very thankful that it wasn't more serious. And uh, I feel I feel we'll see him back sooner rather than later. So one of the things I think is really interesting about the roster that you guys have this year is how uh, how many different looks that you can give people. If you want to go with one of these supersized jumbo lineups, you can play Paolo at the four with Wendell and A.J. Griffin. And, and all of a sudden you are uh, just massive. If you want to go small, you can put Paolo at the five and you have four kind of uh, NBA-esque, I guess, is the way to probably say it. Wings and, and Wendell and Trevor and AJ that can probably be switchable and guard different positions and play five out even if you wanted to. So um, how are you How are you kind of working through the way that you can 
uh, give different teams different looks. Yeah, that's one of the things we're still sorting through. You know, we had a, a scrimmage against Villanova, and we had some lineups we hadn't necessarily practiced. And obviously, they play a certain style that forces you to guard them when they have five guys that can shoot, handle, pass, and uh, so it was it was a good opportunity for us to see the different lineups we can have out there. Like you said, we have we can be really big. We also can put five guys on the floor that can pass, handle, and shoot, uh, and we have a bigger team, you know, even our perimeter players uh, can defend bigger guys. And, you know, there's not many teams in college basketball that can hurt you just by posting you up and, you know, scoring over you inside. So that's something we have to our advantage. We plan on using it. You know, we've always been a team that switches a lot. Uh, that's definitely going to continue to be something that we do because of our personnel, but also because of our style that we'd like to play on defense. Yeah, I was going to ask you that, too, because this this has a bit of a throwback Duke feel like I remember when I was growing up, the, the best Duke teams, you switched everything. You went out and you guarded uh, out to the half court line, man to man. You overplayed passing lanes. You didn't let people run offense. And you basically just said, OK, good luck. You're going to have to beat us one on one if you're going to beat us. And it feels like you kind of have a roster that's built that way again this season. Well, we do. We have really good one-on-one -on -one defenders. You know, I think that's important if you're going to play that way. Can you guard the ball? That's that's question number one. And and we do. We have that. Uh, you know, also, if you look just over the course of the last 10 years, right? I mean, as you're playing teams with – there's so many more teams that have fours and fives that are skilled that can also create one-on-one. -on -one. And so that's something we've always been great in the past is – helping off of those guys and just the way the game is played. You can't do that as much, but for us, we do want to pressure the ball. You know, we are going to still contest and get on passing lanes with our athleticism. Uh, and then the thing that we have this year, and it's as good as any year that we've had, we have great rim protection. You know, I mean, you know, we got Theo John from Marquette. Theo isn't as tall as Mark, but he, he protects the rim, Mark Williams, Paulo. And then, like I said, even our perimeter players have really good size uh, and can come over and do that as well. So I think that's something, as you're playing the way that we play, protecting the rim and not allowing any layups uh, is something that's important to us. Yeah, Theo John is one of those guys that just, it doesn't matter how big he is, there's an intimidation factor there. When you're coming down the lane, you're like, oh, man, look at this guy. <laughs> yeah, no, there is. Um, and just experience of, of knowing how to play, you know, he is, uh, he's been a big addition for us. So Wendell Moore, I feel like this is a, a big year for him. He's been there for this is his third season. Uh, it's not often that you have guys end up staying for, for three years at Duke. What are you expecting out of him? What kind of impact is he having? And, and it feels like he's kind of a good, almost like a leadership role for these guys. I mean, he's, he's, he's the veteran. He's the, the resident old man on that roster, right? Yeah, well, we were talking about Jeremy and Mark and how you know they've been played in front of the Cameron Crazies. Wendell is a junior, hasn't played. He's had two seasons that have ended due to COVID. Mm -hmm. So he hasn't played in the NCAA tournament, which is crazy to think about. And, you know, Wendell has been a guy, so as hungry as Jeremy and Mark have been, uh, you know, the last the way the seasons have ended in the last two years for Wendell has created an incredible edge for him. And, you know, Wendell has the ability and, and talent to be a great player. You know, he's been a leader for us. Uh, just like I said about those other guys, he's come to work every single day. I think our guys look to him to set the tone. Uh, so naturally, as he goes, we go. And, uh, you know, he's we have big expectations for him. 
I think the thing that you probably haven't seen Rob or, or others is just how well he can shoot the ball. I think that's the aspect to his game. He can really show in addition to his versatility and defense and passing and all the other things that he can do. So we're anxious for him. And, you know, I think this will be a big time year and he just needs to relax, go out and play, follow his instincts. And uh, I think the rest will come. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. It feels like the big kind of swing skill or however you X factor, whatever you want to phrase it as, is going to be the, the way that your wings can shoot. How much can they space the floor? How much room is Paolo going to have to operate? How much room is Mark going to have to operate? And it feels like maybe Joey Baker is a guy that could end up being kind of a whatever X factor breakout role, whatever, whatever cliche phrase you want to use. It feels like he's going to play an important role for you guys because of his ability to shoot. Yeah, a huge factor. And, and Joey is our most experienced player and he can really knock down shots. And, you know, he's been, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, he's been through a lot. And uh, just as, look, when, when Joey's on the floor, you have to be right with him because he doesn't need a big window to get shots off. And, you know, he went through, you know, some streaks last year, but he's as good of a shooter as we have on the team. I mean, if he's open, we believe that shot's going in. And we have guys, we've talked about making the right play and going from good to great. And if we continue to do that and, uh, you know, Joey's open, we hit him, then at some point they're going to have to stop helping off of him because he's, he's that good of a shooter, which, like you said, opens up space for us and our drivers and uh, inside players. So uh, Joey will be incredibly important to what we're doing this year. So let me end it with this, John. At Duke, the expectation or the goal every season, I shouldn't say expectation, the goal every season is to win a national title. If you guys are going to be cutting down the nets, in uh in new orleans in april in that first weekend in april what is the one thing the most important thing that you need to have happen yeah can i can i just say five things you know there's a there's a you know i I would love uh you know it's i can't fully tell you because until we start playing games you get such a better feel once we start and you know i think for us there's a uh there is a togetherness you know with this group there is a there's an edge that we have and I think just for us being a young team, you need the confidence uh, of doing it in a game. And, uh, you know, even I'll tell you in our scrimmage versus Villanova, you don't know fully what to expect until we get out there. Uh, so I'm anxious for us to get started. I probably could answer that question a lot better as we get into December and January uh, with what needs to happen. But I feel, you know, you always need health on your side and uh, you, you always have to have a group that believes in us together. And we have both of those things. So I feel like we have a, a great chance of doing uh, what you talked about, cutting down the nets. But obviously, we have some steps to go along the way to get there. Well, listen, John, I appreciate the time. I don't know if I've been more fired up for a college basketball season than this season. And it starts November 9th. I will see you in the garden. First basketball game I've been to in 21 months. I, I don't think I could be more fired up. Let's go, man. I'm, I'm, I'm right with you. Can't wait to see you there. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate it, man. Thanks again for doing this. Um, yeah, no doubt, man. Thanks. Appreciate All you. Right. Take care. Take care. Before we move on, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up for Bet Rivers yet, now is the time because they are offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With their rush pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, it's more secure, and it's more reliable. Now that basketball season is tipping off, get in on the action at betrivers.com today or by downloading the BetRivers iOS app. You must be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And while I got you here, 
Let's talk about the Field of 68 Media Network, where college basketball matters most all year round. This is a digital media and podcast network that we've been building over the course of the last year. We have shows hosted by some of your favorite players covering the program that they love the most. AJ Guyton hosts the House of Hoosier. Eric Devendorf covers Syracuse on the scorer's table. Dan Dickow hosts the Gonzaga Bulldog broadcast. We have Florida's Patrick Young and Duke's Andre Dawkins, and North Carolina's Shimon Williams, and Michigan's Stu Douglas, and Illinois' Deion Thomas. The list goes on and on and on. We have more than 30 shows right now. So hit the links below and check them all out. And while you're at it, make sure that you go check out the Field of 12 Media Network, your home for college football. That was Duke associate head coach and soon-to-be head coach, John Shire. And now joining me, to talk about these Duke Blue Devils is Andre Dawkins, the host of the Dawkins on Duke podcast on the Field of 68 Media Network. And I'm going to say a, a Duke a Duke basketball legend. I'm going to put you up in that, that stratosphere, Andre. So it's a lot of pressure, uh, but I'm happy to have you here, man. Let, let's talk some Blue Devils. How you doing? I'm good. Legends a bit much. Um, and I'll just get this out of the way real quick. I am going to be uh, Duke bias here. So um you should be you got the dude yeah. shirt on and everything yeah yeah so hey, i mean I'm, I'm, so you're allowed, I'm, up, you're, I'm up front with it yeah you're you're allowed to have duke bias if you play yeah. there I'll, I'll, I'll allow that one not if you're like a duke fan from uh from the middle of nowhere in colorado or something like that but if you played at duke i think you're allowed to be a little bit duke bias so all right, all right. um i'm gonna i'm gonna tee it up for you first uh first thing i'm gonna ask you john shire taking over for coach k i'm sure you've been act- asked this about a million times by now but um, what do you what do you think it's going to end up being? How is this program going to end up moving forward? Is Duke still going to be Duke under John Shire? Um, well, <clears throat> if we go by what's you know happened already on the recruiting scene, it seems like Duke's going to continue to be Duke. Um, you know, obviously, we're not expecting John to win eleven hundred games and five national championships uh, over forty years. Um, well. I'm not. There may be some people out there that are. I, I can't speak for everybody. Um, I, I am. If John, if John Shire doesn't end up being the greatest coach of all time, then he's a <laughs> flat-out disappointment. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so it's obviously uh, huge shoes to fill. And, you know, it's it's a, it's going to be – it would be a tough job for anyone. But uh, I'm excited for John. That's my guy. Um, he's, you know, the captain on the team uh, my freshman year that went and won the national championship. So, um you know, he holds a special place in my heart. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think, you know, Duke has a chance because of, you know, what's been established over um, over 40 years at Duke to uh, continue to be really good and continue to get, um, you know, those top recruits, which is, you know, it's necessary. You know, you got to have players uh, in order to win. So um, John's off to a good start. Uh, I think he's got a good good staff around them and you know coach will still be around um for him to kind of lean on especially those first couple of years so um I don't expect a huge drop off um but you know you, you never know we'll see and uh again you know I'm excited for it yeah people make the comparison to uh someone replacing Bob Knight at Indiana and my take has always been Bob Knight did everything that he could to sandbag the Indiana program for two decades after he was fired coach K is stepping down announced it a year early, is handing it over to his top assistant and is going to do everything he can to try to make sure that that program survives. And at the end of the day, especially in the NIL era, uh, with the way that the Duke uh, media machine can kind of promote these players and build their brand, they're always going to get players. And I think Shire is smart enough that 
uh, he's going to find a way to win with the players that he is going to be able to get. So uh, speaking of players like that, big name coming in this year, the best freshman uh, on the Duke roster. And in my mind, the best freshman in college basketball this year is Paolo Bancaro. Dre, you had a chance to talk with him already this season or already this preseason. I, I mean, I think the kid's an absolute stud. You can go back and find highlights of him like hitting step back and, and uh, crossovers into threes. They had he's 6'10, 260. They have him running the point and running ball screen. So, um, what are you expecting out of this dude? And, and, uh, and, and am I right to say that this kid is going to be a first team All American when things are all said and done? Yeah, real quick, shameless plug. Go check out uh, my podcast with Paolo. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've. Um... It's it's interesting, man, because, you know, we have uh, really good freshmen come in every year, obviously. And, um, you know, it's, it's always hard to, to gauge, you know, just in watching highlights and YouTube clips and stuff like that. So, you know, when I was back at K Academy, uh, you know, I went around and just kind of asked people that I trusted um, their opinion on. And I was like, you know, what's up with Paolo? And every single one of them was like, you know, he's the goods. And. Um, so that was the first thing. And then getting to watch him a little bit, you know, playing pickup and stuff, um, you know, for him to be that big, uh, super smooth, handle the rock, like you said, you know, can use ball screens. Uh, he can shoot the ball. He's got 40 something inch vertical. So it's just like he's got whatever you need. And so uh, I'm really excited to see what he does and, um, you know, how he contributes to the team. And I don't yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's crazy to think to say, you know, he's going to be first team All-American because, you know, he's going to be featured. Um, he's got the talent and he's also got the talent around him. Um, so, you know, that he that teams can't just lock in on him and, um, you know, try and hold him down because there are guys around him that can make plays as well. So, um, yeah, I, I'm expecting some big things from Paolo this year. Yeah, and I think his versatility is going to let them be able to have a lot of fun creating different kinds of lineups, right? Like you can play him at the, he, he's, he's going to be the biggest guy on the court uh, probably 90% of the time, unless mm -hmm. he's on the floor at the same time as Mark Williams. But the thing right. about him is you can also kind of have him as a secondary ball handler. You can have him run ball screens and let Jeremy Roach kind of be a spot up guy. So I think he allows you to do a lot of different things. He makes putting together rosters easier uh, and I do. I mean, he's just he's awesome. And he's a good kid. Right. Yeah. 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 He seems like work. he's he's got a good head on his shoulders. And um, yeah, I mean, it makes it makes him real dangerous. Just I mean, like you said, if he's at the five, then, you know, you probably got five guys who can handle the ball. So whoever gets the rebound can just kind of push it. If he's at the four, then you got four guys who can handle the ball. Um, any, any of those four guys can grab it and push it. I mean, you know, if you got marking him on the front line that's an NBA size front line, you know, a seven, one and six, 10. Um, from what I've seen, Mark's showing the ability to step outside, step outside and hit threes now as well. So uh, it's, hey, yeah, if he's, it, if he's doing that, yeah, it's, if oof. he's doing that, man, it might be over. He was, yeah, he was so good at the end of last season. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we can circle back to the other freshmen, but I do, I do want to talk about Mark and, and probably Jeremy a little bit too, because I feel like those are the two guys. We always see players kind of make a jump their sophomore year, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's going to be even more pronounced this season because all of these freshmen had, like, they the the weirdest freshman year ever where yeah. they weren't able to work out during the summer and they weren't able to actually spend time with their team and they had to be isolated. Like, you couldn't even do things as basic as, like, have team dinners last year, yeah. right? Uh, you couldn't even have, like, a normal locker room experience. There were, there were programs that would have, 
um, three different or four different groups of people go to work out or, or be able to mm-hmm. be in the locker room at the same time, just because of COVID, like all the regulations and stuff that you had to deal with. So I think that those two are going to have big, big sophomore years because uh, I mean, look, it's, they finally had a full summer, right? And the other mm-hmm. part about it is your point guard and your five man to me in college, you really want to have killers at both of those spots. So if they can kind of develop and all of a sudden you put them next to Paolo, like that's, that's something that could be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you mentioned with the COVID regulations, um, it was that and Duke was, you know, super strict about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were very conservative with, you know, allowing people to come together. I mean, even to the point where, you know, the women's team um, stopped their season um, due to COVID last year. So um, yeah, I mean, that was tough. And, you know, I think you kind of saw Mark um, start to figure it out as the year went on. And then obviously, like bit, you mentioned, yeah. And, you know, as you mentioned, he ended the year, uh, to a point where we're trying to figure out, man, is he coming back? Um, you know, he went from not playing to uh, is he coming back and, you know, within a couple months. And so I'm happy to see him back. And then, yeah, with Jeremy, I mean, you know, that time, having that time around the team and, you know, being with the team and getting to do even stuff off the court with the team and create that chemistry is obviously super important for, you know, your lead guard. Um, and, you know, being around them uh, this summer at K Academy and uh, some coach talked about uh, when I chatted with him in, uh, on the podcast earlier as well, was just getting a chance to be around them, be on the court with them, you know, have dinner together, you know, have meals together and just hang out and get that camaraderie um, has been really important. So I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what kind of jump Jeremy makes. Um, and, you know, I think he's, he's going to be one of the more important pieces uh, for this team for sure. Yeah, it feels like DC point guards at at Duke always end up doing well. Right? Yeah, yeah, it just feels like that's a good fit a DC yeah. point guard at Duke. Yeah, see, uh, I don't know how they do it, but we always always seem to have a point guard from DC in the last two uh, one national championships. So um, you know, no pressure, you? no pressure, Jeremy, but you know, we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're expecting uh, a ring at some point. <laughs> so I, I think. We kind of know what this going to happen at the point. You kind of know what's going to happen with Paolo. And we know that Mark Williams is probably going to, you know, he's going to play as much as his play allows him to be on the floor, if that makes sense. So uh, we got Wendell Moore. We got A.J. Griffin, who a lot of people are saying, like, that's he's he's got all the physical tools to end up being like a top five, seven, eight kind of a pick if things work out for him. Uh, Trevor Keel's coming in. Three guys on the wing that are kind of going to be the guys that, that work through, I think, the majority of those minutes. So what are you expecting out of the two freshmen and Wendell back for a junior year? I don't know how many people thought that was something that was going to happen when he first got to school. So what are you expecting out of that group of guys? Um, well, AJ, you know, hopefully, first and foremost, you know, he gets healthy and is able to get back on the court um, as soon as possible, as you know, as, as soon as it's safe uh, for him to be back on the court. Um, but Trevor, I've been hearing a lot of good things about um, – Another guest on the Dawkins and Duke podcast. Yeah, he was also on the podcast. You know, check him out. Check that one out. Um, But, yeah, I've been hearing a lot of good things about him. Um, Again, another guy who seems to, you know, have his head on his shoulders and um, seems to be going about it the right way. Um, You know, when I was talking to him, he was like, you know, my first thing is, you know, make an impact on defense and then uh, let everything else, you know, work itself out on the offensive end. So, yeah. you know, it's, I think it's important, you know, for freshmen to come in and have that that mindset. And I know the coaches love that. And then Wendell, um, 
expecting big things from him. Uh, honestly, a lot of expectations for him. I think um, he struggled a bit to start the season last year, and people were, you know, expecting, uh, you know, him to be one of, you know, our leading scorers and our leaders and things like that. But um, from what I've seen, you know, looks like he's worked really hard in the offseason, um, gotten a bit more explosive, you know, you know, getting to the rim and finishing above the rim um, in these scrimmages and whatnot. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what he does, man. And if, you know, if he and Jeremy, uh, you know, take big steps forward um, with what we got with Mark and Paolo, and um, I think it could be a, could be a special season. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it, there's, there should be a very high ceiling for expectations for this Duke team. And yeah. I know people, uh, kind of nationally don't love hearing that. You know, we're always hyping Duke. You're always saying Duke's going to be great. You're always saying they're going to be number one. I just, I think this year it's it's as justified as it's ever been. And I think what were they eighth in the AP poll in the preseason? Eighth or ninth? Yeah. Yeah. To me, I honestly think it's a little bit low. Just I, I, with with the with how good I expect those wings to be, and the step that I expect Jeremy Roach and Mark Williams to take, and you combine all of that with the fact that you got a guy that's going to be a first-team All-American, a potential national player of the year in Palo Bancaro coming in. I, to me, that just makes a lot of sense. Now, the big question that I have is going to be the shooting, right? Wendell Moore, mm -hmm. we've talked about it. He's not the greatest shooter in the world. A.J. Griffin can do a lot of things. He's not exactly known for being kind of that spot-up guy. Trevor Keels, um, I mean, it, they're probably going to be counting on him to make some shots. So I think that one of the key guys heading into this season is going to end up being Joey Baker, just because mm -hmm. at the very least, you know, you got to do this going to be able to make shots. And one thing that I've heard, you know, I talked with Shire uh, at peach jam is that Joey's a guy that's looked really good in, in summer workouts in the fall. So are, are you hearing those same kind of things? And, and am I, am I on the right track here and saying that Joey could end up being, I, I hate to like the X factor cliche, yeah, yeah. whatever it is, <laughs> but I feel like he's going to play an important role for this team. Yeah, I think he could, man. I mean, <clears throat> you know, especially in those like Mark and Paolo lineups, um, you got to have guys who can space the floor. And, you know, I've heard good things about Joey over the summer as well. And um, I don't know. I don't think he he's it's not like he was bad uh, before. Um, and it's not like, you know, we didn't know he could make shots. He just wasn't making them. Um or he's gone through stretches where he just, you know, just hasn't made shots. And, um, but, you know, it's also important for him to try and show himself in other parts of the game. Um, you know, he's going to play hard, um, you know, play good defense, you know, and that lends itself to you being out on the court longer, which lends itself to you getting more shot attempts, which yeah, is, I almost feel like a it's a confidence thing. thing with him, right? Like it, there, there's times where it feels like he tries to do a little bit too much. And I think the best thing about the way that this roster is built is literally his job is going to be go stand in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. The ball gets thrown to you, catch it, shoot it, it down. It. And when yeah. that's, when that's your job, like, and yes, you got to defend, you got to play hard. You got to box your man out, whatever. When you, when you see that ball, I mean, you know, this, right? when you see that ball go in a basket and your, your confidence is going, you're feeling good. You're going to be playing harder on the defensive end. So absolutely. Um, I, I mean, to me, it's just kind of, he's got to see a couple go down early in the season. You, you got to, you can't have that kind of Jack white streak where you go a month and yeah, a half without making yeah. a three. I think he missed like 27 straight one season. Yeah. Which, you know, it is what it is, but no, uh, I agree. yeah, I think, I think Joey's a big, uh, a big kind of X factor for this team. All right. We didn't yeah, talk and about I think the, I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be um, it'll be good for them because, like you said, they got a lot of playmakers around them. And I, you know, I remember my sophomore year when Kyrie and Nolan were playing. I was like, this is great because I just, like you said, I just got to be ready to catch it and shoot it. I don't, I don't have to think about anything. You know, it's like Kyrie and Nolan will come off a ball screen, and I'll just shoot it when it gets to me. And I think it'll be, you know, pretty similar um, for Joey. So. I, you know, I expect him to have a good year shooting the ball. So you heard it right here, folks. Jeremy Roach is going to be good, as good as uh, Kyrie Irving and Nolan Smith was the first team All-American that season combined. So uh, big things yeah. coming from Jeremy Roach this year. Yeah. I mean, he's another guy. Like, stock. He, he's, he shot 31% from three last season. He's got to, he's got to be better. That's got to, mm-hmm. he's probably mm-hmm. got to be in that like 36 to 37 range. I think you would want Joey in that kind of, 40 to 40 plus. 42 like yeah you want him you want him being the guy that defenses can't leave so you mm-hmm. can kind of run him off a of pin down to put him on the same side as Paolo and force defenses to decide oh okay are we going to go uh, uh pinch in when he's coming off that ball screen where are we going to have the help come from um because i'm just envisioning having three shooters around Paolo and mark williams and letting them run ball screens and just imagine Paolo coming off a ball screen and throwing it up like this and mark williams coming like how do you stop that you can't stop that yeah, but that'd be tough. If you have those guys that can make the shot and force the right. defense to be out. Yeah. I mean, the only way to stop it uh would be, you know, to help. But it yeah, putting seven guys out. on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cheating. Uh, yeah, but I mean, if if the if the defenses can't help um off shooters, then it's gonna you know, it's gonna be tough. Um, because you know, you give Paolo space to operate and move around. Um he he's 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 gonna do well. <laughs> yeah, he is. He, he's a, he's a very different player than Zion, but I I think there's a non-zero chance that he can end up having the same kind of impact on a basketball team that Zion had on that Duke basketball team. So um, I, maybe I'm putting too much expectations on him, but I'm I'm very excited to see what he can do. Yeah. Right, two more guys we didn't mention: Theo John <laughs> transfer coming in from Marquette, great defensive five, uh, and Jalen Blake's another guest of the Dawkins on Duke podcast. Both of them. It seems like you've had all of the, uh, all of these newcomers on. Maybe that's, maybe that's just a trend. Is that something, maybe that was intentional. (laughs) Uh, Maybe, I don't know. Maybe we, maybe we do make plans for these podcasts. I don't know. Who knows? Um, But go check all of those out. Um, Yeah. Theo, um, like you said, great defensive five. He's actually like taller than I thought. Um, Saw him in person. I was like, Oh, okay. He's, he's, Talk he's intimidating too. like he's big, yeah he's, he's strong huge. he's got the hair coming down yeah he just, and i'm just he's got like, that he's got a scary look about him yeah yeah, yeah you just sound like you good are we good everything's good um I'm, yeah i'm i didn't mean to cut i didn't mean to step on like, <laughs> yeah. we're, good. we're good um so yeah i mean you know we a solid backup five um behind mark um won't be a whole lot of drop off defensively um you know he can hit a uh, you know, left hook, right hook. So, you know, he's not like incompetent on the offensive end. So um, I think that was a good piece for us. Um, older guy, um, you know, been to NCAA tournaments, um, things like that. So uh, I think he brings, you know, a good good amount of leadership and experience to the team. And um, Jalen Blakes, I think, um, good, to, really good defender. Um Seems to be knocking some shots down, uh, you know, but obviously it's just clips from practice. They're not going to be showing misses. Um, Seems to shoot, you know, shoot the ball with confidence. And so I think he, you know, I think he may end up in some spots um, and and play some important roles, you know, whether it be in foul trouble or just matchup wise, something like that. So um, I think he's going to do a little bit more than some people are expecting of him. 
All right, so I'll, I'll end it with this. The one thing I really, really like about this Duke team is if you think about the best Duke teams, especially from that like 2000 to 2007 kind of a range, their, mm-hmm. their best teams were ones that were more athletic than you, were tougher than you, where Coach K could just kind of run it out, get that kind of pressing, overplaying in the half court, man-to-man defense, where they basically said, you're not going to run offense. We're going to get into those passing lanes. And the only way that you're going to score is you have to try to beat us one-on-one. And you're not going to be able to do that because our guys are going to be better than you. And it feels like this is the same, the kind of roster that can kind of do that thing. You're going to have room protection. You're going to have a ton of athletes on the wing that can guard out on the perimeter. And I, I like that about this Duke group. It feels like it's been a couple of years since we've seen that out of a Duke basketball team. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> just mentioned Jalen Blakes. Um, you know, he's a guy like that, you know, ball pressure. He's got long arms. Um, and then, you know, you could put a lineup out there on the wing with, you know, Wendell, who's, you know, really good athlete. Uh, strong, long arm, AJ, super athlete, you know, long arm, and then uh, Paolo and Mark on the backside. And, you know, then the, the court looks pretty small when, you you know, you got mm-hmm. uh, those four guys on the court playing defense. Um, and then flipping that to offense real quick, you know, Mark, Mark can obviously run, Paolo obviously can run, and then, you know, not to mention Wendell and AJ. So, um, yeah, I think, I think, you know, maybe you do see a little bit more, uh, you know, ball pressure, full court press kind of thing, because, you know, we do have uh, wings that can come in and rotate. Um, you know, it, sh- it should be a it should be a deeper team. You know, it shouldn't be, you know, your typical seven man Duke rotation. Um, so we should have a deeper team, we should be able to kind of push the pace a little bit. So, um, you know, we'll see if that's the, the route they end up going with. Yeah, well, listen. Dre, um, I think we're, I'm, I'm expecting big things out of this Duke team. Uh, I know that you're hoping for big things at the very least out of this Duke team. So uh, it'll be exciting to see how this plays out. Coach K's last season, uh, the end of a career for a legend. And uh, yeah, so it's going to be a fun thing to watch. Um, and I'm, I promise I'm not going to be annoyed by all of the Coach K stuff until at least <laughs> mid-January. And then, then maybe I'll allow it to kind of get to me. But until then, I'm just going to embrace it. You're a legend, man. You're allowed to be able to kind of go out the way that you want to go out. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Make absolutely. sure to go check out the Dawkins on Duke podcast. I'm going to link that in the description below. Dre, appreciate you being here, man. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me.